Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of uh, Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we have uh, a destiny put on our shoulders or something. I don't know. It's actually been a little bit since we've recorded and I feel out of practice. Uh, today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 1 of Merlin, The Curse of Cornelius Sigan? 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 I think it's they say Segan in the show. Segan of uh, Carl Sagan. My name is David, <laughs> and joining me are Nick and Charlie. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Charlie. The Curse of Saigon. Yeah. Curse of Saigon. Segan. Isn't that that's I'm that's a, sure that's Segan. a that's a Vietnam reference? <laughs> that is. Uh, uh, um, how's everyone been? I am tired. I also completely forgot to edit the episode yesterday. <laughs> it came out today. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> I woke up this morning and went, oh, I didn't do that yesterday. <laughs> so did you edit it or did you just go clip, clip, good? I edited it still. Yeah, okay. it's been edited. Nice. It's out now. Thank you, it's David. magic. What was the episode title? Uh, last episode? Uh, let's have, I'm going to look it up. Nick, I want you to guess. The Merlin episode. Oh no no no! Because it, it was special the... features. It was a special feature. Yeah. So it's, it's just special. It's features, just special man. features. <laughs> Damn. What did you do? Oh, just <laughs> Lamort de Merlin. <laughs> that is a better answer, despite the fact that Merlin is never put in. Danger. Oh, I see. You got to episode eleven. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck Anyways. off, Edge of Contrap. <laughs> the moment of Merthyr. <laughs> Excalibur. Oh, I forgot how fucking good these are. Uh, hey, shout outs to David for, for having entertaining. a lot. That one I feel like is more of a like personal <laughs> reference for us. The mark of Nimimimimim. Uh, listen, I sometimes, oh, again, God. sometimes I put some real effort in these, and sometimes I really don't. <laughs> And you can tell. <laughs> Yay. Hey, Charlie, how's, how's your life been? What's been up? Um, I actually, like... What's been shit. up? What? Yeah. Yeah. Are you an undercover cop from the 90s? What? <laughs> What's been up, cool kids? Hey, kids, where do you guys do drugs? <laughs> What's Looking up, for fellow some of youths? That cool... Looking for some of that um, cool crack cocaine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought you were just to go with Mary Jane. These kids are doing hard stuff. Um, yeah, I I spent um, a fair amount of money getting myself one of those fancy writable e-ink tablets, which I absolutely love. Nice. I thought I would be like, ah, cool gimmick. I regret buying this. Not for a second. It <laughs> is actually writes so nicely, and I'm reading books again and i'm reading comics again ah don't you kind of miss just having a dozen papers around though no (laughs) (laughs) dozens and dozens of stacks of papers surrounding your desk see the the weird thing is like i love the e-ink so much because it looks like paper and i hate reading on like computer screens like i hate reading books on like my phone or anything because it it doesn't look like paper but I also hate having like to lug around like or have all those physical books. I just I like the convenience of the tech too much. So 
Did that uh, finally got around to building the built-in closet for upstairs. So now nice. um, my girlfriend has all, I want to say all the space in the world for her clothes, but that's, that's a lie. already already <laughs> been proven wrong because we still have two full hampers of clothes and we've run out of hangers. Uh-huh. I still have plenty of space. I'm sure that'll be monopolized at some point. Do you just need hangers or do you need more like shelf space as well? Because if you just need hangers, at least that's an easier fix. Well, it's so we built uh, like a five foot tall cabinet going kind of centered underneath that skylight in the upstairs room. I don't know if either of you know what room I'm talking about. And then we ran uh, closet rods out from that to the walls at either end. So it's the right side of the room. So plenty of hanger space. Just we're out of hangers. And then she's also out of space on the closet rods. And I think she needs to get rid of some clothes. But that is a later down the issue, it later down the road issue. And then <laughs> what else? Oh, I watched all of Sandman. Oh man, and I started it's it. So fucking good. Oh, Jenna Coleman's so good. She's so, so so good. I have some issues with the guy playing Sandman, but I think that's just his character choice because he's like really stilted in his delivery. Um, but I yeah. think that's just Apparently, the character. Apparently like, one of the directors or like Neil Gaiman had to tell him stop trying to be Batman with the voice. Yeah. Cause he starts getting off like real gravelly and then he, he eases out of it. I think like, yeah, some his performance is weird at times and at times they shoot him really, really well with good lighting and he gets really strong cheekbones. And then other times it's like strong jawline on one side, really round cheek on the other. And it's kind of weird. Well, it's it's because it's a Netflix production, right? Like they don't have the no, budget for it. It's it's a Warner Brothers production. Netflix is just distributing it. Oh, really? That's weird. Warner Brothers put up the money for that. Also, oh. there's a lot of money in that show. Well, yes, but then at times it looks terrible as yeah, well. Like there fair. are some shots that I'm like, <laughs> I was so because I so I read up like nothing going into it. I've read the comic series, the original Sandman run, at least three times. Mm-hmm. And so I, I read nothing about it. I was just like, cool, hope it's good. Gaiman's attached to it. Maybe it won't be shit. And then as watching it, I'm going, this is different from the comics. This is different from the comics. Holy shit, it doesn't matter that it's different. They kept the story beats the exact same. It's very... So I've only seen the first like four or five episodes. Um it's very so far close to the Audible adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah. Adap- adaptation. What's the word? Yeah. It's very close, which is the like, audiobook version that they did yeah. in story and plotting. Because I think uh, Gaiman also helped with that, which makes sense. Yeah, he did. But um, just, yeah, it's so good. Nick, you should watch it. Very excellent. Uh, I will, uh, I'll have to give it a look at some point. I have, uh, I have not seen it yet. But it I have, is, my, Netflix has been trying to tell me to watch it. It is, I don't want to say comic booky, but like there's there's some line reads in that show <laughs> that are uh, no normal human being would ever say that. Uh, <laughs> but it's fine because yes, it, it's understand. a comic book adaptation, and even the original comic book had some really comic book moments in it. Nice. And then it's I there's something the mis- about seeing things written down and reading them in your head and then hearing <laughs> an actor trying to act with like emotion the same line that yeah. makes me want to like die sometimes. Yikes. I did 
I did make the mistake of going and being like, hey, I want to like read more up on like the casting choices for this. Don't do that. Don't Google Ooh, Sandman don't do casting. That. No, people uh, people are angry. <laughs> a lot of people, they so they gender swapped a couple characters, which doesn't matter to the story. And then they race swapped a bunch of characters, which doesn't matter to the story. Yeah. And so I am clueless. There is one, I listened to like 30 seconds of one podcast ranting about it where everyone on the show admitted to have not having read original Sandman. Oh my um, God. And, of course. And, and then said, well, you, we keep hearing people be like, the characters can look like anything as long as like the, the characterization remains the same. So why can't they look like how they're drawn? I'm like, cause maybe you, you had to someone find and line... hire an actor like what do you yeah. mean like maybe that's you had not someone line read factor and, there <laughs> and they were fantastic at the line read and they don't like why are you and everyone's that's... like calling it woke because there's brown and black people in it and some of them are oh gay oh my god yes. i'm like it doesn't like no one's sexuality matters in this show a little bit i saw some people were complaining about the um uh Constantine um thing but also like in the comics like John Constantine is only there for like one short story and then it's then yeah. it's a female Constantine for the rest of the comic series so it's and like, she's barely in it yeah so it like doesn't make much sense for them to be angry about it cuz why like from just from a story perspective it makes no sense to introduce two Constantines <laughs> and have them fill the same character role like and i'm sure it's also DC is kind of protective of their characters and don't want it attached to anything well also it would just be confusing for like oh like yeah because nick i'm sure nick didn't realize that sandman is set in the dc universe until just I now like, I, I heard comic bookie and i was like cool all right yeah. um, no it's it's literally in the dc universe like they mentioned batman i think in the original comics and it's like mm. interesting well they, it, they they show the justice league they show the Justice League. One of the he main antagonists. John Jones. One of the main antagonists breaks out of Arkham Asylum. Like, yeah. it's full on, like, in Gotham. But that's, <laughs> that's just a byproduct of Gaiman wanted to, like, publish this story and he had an idea for it. Yeah. And, and I think only he went DC around. would take him. Yeah. And, and they, they went, were this like, has you to gotta be make in... it connected to the greater universe. And he was like, fine. They will mention your things and but I'll have he... John Constantine in it for one story. <laughs> But then he also goes out of his way to be like, oh, yeah, that superhero named the Sandman. Yeah, he's a he's a mockery or like an imitation of my character Yeah, because, of, because get, of events um, that happen. That the character does get retconned later on to be a better person. <laughs> I think that's also because someone else took over writing him. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, go watch Sandman. Go read Sandman. It, it's fantastic. Go and listen then, to Sandman. The Audible adaptation is also fantastic. <laughs> and then uh, go read American Gods and go watch. From what I've heard, American Gods season one. I can't speak to the rest of it. I heard. I've I've only seen season one as well. Um, go ahead and then also start reading Wheel of Time, and then <laughs> just you can just stop there. Like that's going to be the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and just enough. just on a dare, go read the Silmarillion. That's listen. That's easier to get through than Wheel of Time. Oh my God! I'm at a chapter where they're just eating food, and it's been going on for I think nearly forty pages, and I want to die. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they're at it's one dinner, 
<laughs> it's all beautifully described. And I'm like, Robert Jordan, please, please, <laughs> please free me from this. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I've been up to. What have you guys been David. up to? Uh, I could go. Um, not much. Uh, we talked about, did we talk about my birthday thing during the special features? Did we mention that? Oh, did we record? Probably. Because that was, no, I don't think we did. Because it's well, been yeah, a while. David, so. David had a birthday. Yes, we went axe throwing. It was very fun. Um, <laughs> no one got injured, which was awesome. Shockingly, considering how hard some people were throwing those axes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think we did mention that. I remember talking about some people using too much sauce oh, yeah. on their throws. <laughs> uh, um, but aside from that, what is coming up? Oh, there is I my uh so I work for the bank, but I don't actually work for the bank. I work for a contracting company that contracts me out to the bank because that's modern day IT. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh it's they have a town hall meeting tomorrow that my my not my consulting boss wants us all to go to except it's after work hours and it's from like five o'clock till eight o'clock on a boat hmm. and i'm not gonna get paid if i go like it's what? Ca- it doesn't count as paid hours so i'm like fuck uh. right off <laughs> i'm not first of all having to work an entire day then drive an hour into downtown to go to the fucking lake port and then get on a boat for three hours and then have to drive back after that have you go to a work event and not pay for it they're not paying for it so i'm not going <laughs> like yeah then it's then that's an after hours event that you know people can go to but there are there is no repercussions yeah, to missing yeah. yeah they can't mandate it if yeah. I am not getting paid for it, I'm not going. Even if I was getting paid for it, I'm not going because it's outside of work hours. I'm not going to work five hours of overtime to go to a goddamn town hall meeting. <laughs> like, like, that's also stupid. Like, I'm just, I'm remembering, like, the, the, the company golf tournament, Charlie. Like, we got paid for that. <laughs> it was yeah. great. Um, yeah. We're going we're gonna to get paid for the, the bulk of the day on the offsite day. Yeah. Oh no! All, all those all those meetings that we're gonna have to do. Of course, <laughs> I think specifically we have to talk about projects so that it counts as a work meeting, and they can write it off on taxes. I I, I do really like a how business they say, expense. Yeah, they they say at the top of it like, you yeah, know, we're gonna have some meetings in the morning and then a business lunch. And I'm like, ah, you're making sure to get all the taxes things out of the way. <laughs> taxes. <laughs> but yeah, nonsense corporate shit. Um, yeah. Fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you, Nick? Uh, I had my my work for the last couple of weeks has been like a lot of being on site, um, in a different place, and that project finally wrapped up last week, which was super nice. That Ooh, that wrapped up hey. last Friday. Yeah, Congrats. so I made it through my first project. Um, and clap, 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 that all clap, went clap, super clap. well. Uh, then then some depressing shit this weekend, and now we're here. Now um, we're here. Did you see Serena Williams is retiring from tennis? Yeah, I did. I why is that news? <laughs> I um because she she was big in tennis. She I know, but like has she like she's been slowly edging her way out of the tennis scene? I thought for the past couple of years. I just thought she, she played in recent she, tournaments. Has she? she? Yeah, I she was. Yeah, I no, thought she, she was did. slowly she, phasing she, herself she out. She took like anyways. a year. She took like a year or two's break because like, oh, she had a okay. kid. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Like of. she had she had a child and um. 
she, you know, obviously had the money from playing tennis to take a break from playing well, tennis. Well, yeah, she's arguably the best female tennis player of all time. Like, yeah, sh- shockingly, they, they actually get paid all right. Um, like, I don't know if, I don't think it's perfectly even, like, the split between male and female for, like, the tennis tournament payouts, but I think now it is. Um, I think it's I think they're much actually closer. even now. It's, it's Which, a lot better than most sports. It's but, so much better than most sports. I don't, I don't know. Just it's some of the arguments for that is kind of like, I don't know where I stand on that. Cause I remember there was a big kerfuffle a couple years back about the women's U S soccer team, not being paid as much as the women's or as the men's U S soccer team, even though they were arguably the world's best at the time. <laughs> and I'm just like, but they're basing the pay off of ticket sales and hours, like, and like uh TV rights. I'm like, it's not just skill. Yeah, it doesn't it's, matter it's how hard. good you are if there's no market for it. Like if no one's like that's that's a different problem. Like yeah. just increasing your and, pay and what I'll, doesn't what I'll solve say, that. Problem. What I'll say is that women's women's tennis is like the, like part of the reason why they are able to have those be so close is because it's like pretty equally as well loved as men's tennis. Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. not quite as big. Like you don't know all of the big names. Like you know sometimes like you like you might may know for men's tennis, but you know mm-hmm. a lot of them. I no, mean, they also uh, get the much Williams more news coverage were, and stuff. Yeah. Well, the Williams sisters were a big part of that for it coming to the United States. Like, I'm sure the yeah. average person walking down the street knows who the Williams sisters are over, like, Nadal. Or Federer? And I think more yeah. importantly, the Williams, like, over, over any male American tennis player. Like, the Williams sisters are better known than any like, male, like, current American tennis player. I'm sure you could find one from the 80s. but I don't think I even know off the top of my head any current male tennis players. I I don't know. John Isner is one? Yeah, I don't know who that is. (laughs) That's just weird knowledge your family has for no good reason. Yeah, John Isner's one. Um, Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like, again, they should be getting paid more, but I just, I don't think, like... It's accurate to say they should be paid equally because you don't you don't pay all the the quarterbacks equally in the NFL. You heard even it here on the same Force job, technically. First, folks, David hates women and wants a gender pay gap. Listen, then you should pay all quarterbacks e- equally as well. You can't get out of Kirk Cousins' contract that easily. Please, please. <laughs> we get to the true root of my problems, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> The true problem of my sport hot takes, it all comes back to Kirk Cousins. Hey, maybe if a guy isn't living up to expectations, you should be able to, like, cut him for free. (laughs) I wish. Instead of honoring the contract that you gave him. I wish. Uh, Someone, last tangent, last sports tangent before we can actually get started. Uh, Someone came up with, I think, the best uh, baseball rule change ever. Um, at any given pitch, <laughs> there is a like one in a hundred thousand chance that the umpire will pull out a gun and shoot the batsman. <laughs> that's even at a one in a hundred chance. That's going to be so many batsmen one, dead. One there's in so a hundred thousand. But there's, still, that's like, so many murder, that's like one mu- murder. Like, a year at least. Most- that's more there's so many baseball games hold on i gotta God, i gotta find the so many baseball games. Oh, no sorry on a strikeout when a okay. player strikes out there is a small chance about one in forty thousand that the umpire will pull out a gun and shoot the player this will fix three true come out 
three true outcome baseball completely because no one is going to want to strike out. Uh, I assume the that's ball three will go in play. And no balls then, right? <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you will have more. Someone's like viewership will go through the roof. You want your count of the NBA? This is it. <laughs> you may get to see someone die. Oh, that's why people watch like NASCAR. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone watches NASCAR for the crashes. Uh, so, uh, like, what, as, a, as a professional baseball player, do you just start bunting all the time? Then, like, that's not a strikeout ever. One hundred percent. You just—it is just a game of bunting because no one. It's if you get two no, strikes, if you, one strike. If you, you yeah. foul, no. to bunting. If you foul <laughs> off a bunt, that's a strikeout. Oh, you, if, oh there's special foul, rules for there's special rules for bunting. If you foul a bunt, it's a strikeout. Mm. So you're gonna air, see. What about air balls? What if you get it and someone no, no, catches if, it? If ball goes ball goes in play, that's fine. It's okay, just okay, for okay. strikeouts because the entire idea about it is stop like trying to go for home run. Stop waiting for your pitch. Just hit the ball is and it, play. Maybe you'll maybe you'll get on base. Maybe isn't this won't. gonna be psychologically be difficult for the pitchers? If they oh, if they strike someone out and then they die, <laughs> psychologically um, messed up. When like, isn't that gonna completely fuck up the pitcher? <laughs> like, so, but hey, someone's hey. like, hey, for example, Mike Trout strikes out twenty percent of the time. He has a point three percent chance over six hundred plate appearances to get shot. <laughs> so, tell me you so, don't so, want to see the best baseball player of all time. Dying on the field. Oh my god! So, you so, so Charlie, so Charlie, what that? happens? What happens when you have you know how a little while ago they had like a, a pitcher and like the the batter who was up at the time were brothers in law. Um. Oh what yeah. If, the... What happens if the brother in law strikes out? Like, what if what if he strikes out the guy and then he just dies? And it's like, got... all right, I guess I gotta go tell my sister now. Well, no, that you know the pitcher I, purposely. I the pitcher purposefully throws a ball then to like purposely give walks him a base, right? Because then you don't kill someone. It's, it's just, just like then you don't then you don't kill your sister's husband. Yeah, like you just walk him. Someone's like, there's another another number of other features could be built into the system. Perhaps an all star appearance makes you immune for a season, and a Cy Young slash MVP makes you immune for life. Can we make this video game? <laughs> but like, the best, hands down, the best paragraph of this, this is like a a multi-hundred word post laying out this, like someone put dumb amounts of thought into this. There are some flaws with the idea of pseudo-randomly killing baseball players, and I'll be the first to admit that. First, <laughs> killing someone is technically murder, but the MLB antitrust exemption probably covers that, so we're in the clear. <laughs> Second, there's always the danger that an a umpire, probably wrong culpa or an equivalent psychopath, will go crazy and start shooting up the dugouts. I suggest that all managers be issued a gun as well, so that a balance of power may be achieved. Uh, I, so, I so, so the this... America argument is being used here. Just, we... just make sure that you can counter the bad guy with a gun with a manager with a gun. How would this video game play? Like one in we we up the chance for no, death, it's gotta obviously, be... and you make it a roguelike, right? No. Like <laughs> it's well, out no, of the park it's... baseball, so it's a baseball management sim. You just have to deal with like your all star rookie dying. <laughs> can we make that a mod for out of the park baseball? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if someone already did. I think like, it'd be okay, but okay, a baseball roguelike though. 
Yeah, we could. Uh, we gotta stop giving away good ideas on this. Now I'm interested Merlin. in that mechanic because even though you do it as an actual thing, what you would do is you pick up players, right? And you pick up upgrades for players. Yeah, and then you're fighting teams, and I guess teams have. Well, I'm, you I'm just, not entirely sure how that part works yet. You chart it out as a baseball season is how the level goes, right? Like full, full on. Like you yeah, see what like your matchups are. Yeah, 162 games, and then yeah. playoffs. I guess is like World Series. Act four, yeah, 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 act yeah. four equivalent of uh, of Slay the Spire. Like you can make it to the right re- end of the regular season, and then if you've done enough things, you you make playoffs. Yeah. Huh. All right, coming to you soon. Anyways, uh, slay the park out or <laughs> something. Uh, you're right. We got. How can we make it into a card card deck game as well? It's got to be a deck building game, right? It's got to be a roguelike deck builder, right? Like this is this is baseball. all in service. This is all in service of saying um, <laughs> off season shit posts and sports subreddits are hands down some of the best content you can ever read. Oh. Uh. Oh, Nick, I have been playing a crap ton of Downfall from Slay the Spire. Oh, what do you think of Downfall? It's so good, my dude. If you haven't it's played really it, fun. you really need to play it. It's like I, I I played it like a year and a half ago or two years ago. Like I played it a while ago after the Champ had come out. Uh, okay. Sneko's super fun. Uh, Champ, I was like fine with. Um, Guardian was super fun, I found. I am just um, as obsessed with it as regular Slate the Spire was when I, when I first started playing it. Like it's so good. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I had I had a I had a good amount of fun with it. I did they fix it where the fires aren't at the start of the axe anymore? Because I found that to be like nope, kind it's of still there. In some ways, it's still Ugh. there. Ugh, which is I don't weird. Know. That part was fun for a little bit, and then it got like real lame because I just like break. I'd like break the the shard at the first fire every single time, and like gain a buff. Um, oh, I usually but... just upgrade something immediately. It's nice yeah. to just get a card down to zero cost immediately. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, I haven't I haven't touched it in a little while. Sneko was hilarious. Um, but All right. yeah. Anyways, this is such a oh my god, we're not even in Merlin. <laughs> we're yet. half hour into this, and we're not even at Merlin yet. We did such a fast intro as well. Like there is not much to cut off this. Yep. Sorry, okay. listeners. Um, it's, hey, we got happens. talking about Sandman, and then we got talking about sports. No, this no, is no, what no. Stop. When we don't stop. Let, let David like do the thing. We gotta get in. Go, <laughs> right. go, David. Go. Guy. The season two premiere finds new servant Cedric, played by Mackenzie Crook, elbowing his way past Merlin to become Arthur's manservant and turning the prince against the young warlock. Merlin soon learns that the slippery Cedric has a nefarious goal to get his hands on a jewel found in a recently discovered ancient tomb. Shit, I didn't realize this was Mackenzie Crook. <laughs> yeah, you got very surprised halfway through reading that, which was amazing. You didn't recognize him? I did not. My girlfriend and I started watching this, and she's like, oh, this must have been before Pirates. And I went, no, this was after the first three Pirates. He's, listen, he's just a white person. Those are hard (laughs) for me to tell apart. (laughs) But yeah, he's, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, the Cornelius, or not Cornelius, um, Cedric. Cedric is played by the one of the the duo in Pirates of the Caribbean, the one with the false eye. Yes. He was also on an episode of Would I Lie to You, where he had brought in a object used for measuring uh, your testicles. Oh. <laughs> okay, then. Right. Uh, 
excellent episode of Would I Lie to You. Highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's 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 talk some Merlin. Um, yes. There, there's some mining happening. Exactly the exciting like intro that I was expecting to season two of Merlin. Some people mining. So I thought this was like, hey, we're digging underneath the castle to break into like the king's treasury to rob from him. No. And then no, they're just they're just digging. We don't actually find out the reason why they're digging underneath. Well, we know well, why. No. Uther, as we... Uther just Uther just says, "Hey, I think there's some treasure down there. Go find it." Yeah, like as oh, we know, is it? yeah, as yes. we know, there is a vast cave system directly under the castle <laughs> because oh, a dragon lives there, and apparently Uther was like, "I bet there's treasure too." <laughs> Go 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 grave rob for me. Uh the the kingdom could use some riches. God, they I, I guess I could talk about this later, but they really jumped into hey, remember what Merlin's like? Uther doesn't listen to anyone and Arthur's a dick. Got to get those beats immediately. Yeah. Yep. Got to reiterate yep. all those beats. And Merlin like is instantly. underappreciated and has yep. to hide that he's gay. I mean a wizard. <laughs> but no they're uh they dig through a bunch of miners end up breaking into like what appears to be an ancient tomb of some kind um i have many questions to why the tomb of a sorcerer is underneath the castle but anyways well they said he used his Listen. spells the spells he used like laid the foundation for camelot so that may have been literal yeah, like, and might... his magic built the kingdom. And then he threatened to kill Camelot or bring Camelot to ruin, and you still let him bury himself under Camelot? How much? Like, how much you would have, have he also loyal went... followers? <laughs> or, or he might have been like, "Hey, if you guys, if you guys take my body out of Camelot, Camelot will crumble." Like, there are two ways: I will either bring ruin from someone doing shit, or if you guys just don't bury me in Camelot. Yeah, and I'm surprised they didn't just huck him out into the dirt, knowing what Uther's like. But anyways. Uh, this was well before Uther, though. The witchcraft wizardry was still fine. Anyways, yeah, they're digging through, and then, like idiots, the miners trigger some kind of trap, and one of them gets killed, the others run away, um, and then we cut to Arthur, who's having a terrible time trying to, to fall asleep. And so without a shirt on, he calls for his trusted manservant, who's just like right outside the door for some reason. Who's Sipping not sleeping. Hard. Like Merlin isn't in his own house for some reason. Merlin's not allowed <laughs> to sleep anymore. That's... He's just there outside Arthur's place. And he comes in and he's like, oh, yeah. And Arthur's like, hey, can you get them to shut the fuck up? And Marlin's like, uh, they're under orders from your king or from your dad. And then Arthur's like, yeah, but now I'm ordering you. And I'm like, that's not how, that's not how this works, my guy. <laughs> your dad outranks you and you give, like, your servant's just going to cause shit for you. But anyways, anyways, Marlin's like, all right, I guess I'll go do that. And a bunch of miners run past him screaming as he then walks into the, uh, the crypt by himself and goes oh cool there's a dead guy here all right i should probably go get someone um yep that's our cold yeah. open Ooh, yep. spooky <laughs> spooky scary skeleton uh he merlin calls on gaius gaius comes down to take a look also steps on the pressure plate and almost dies if not for merlin saving him this is our magic. reminder that Merlin can do magic, and it's weird yes. telekinesis, and he gets weird yeah. dragon eyes when he does magic. And then, like, he does have all of those things. The plate's rolling, 
And like Uther couldn't have possibly seen that like Merlin maybe dropped it or something. Merlin's just the one going to pick it up and he's like, oh, you fucking idiot. I'm like, Jesus uh, Christ, man. To be fair, it was rolling away and he catches it. It didn't just fall. No, I know. <laughs> it, but it was like, rolling away and that is like a solid gold like plate. Like, but like it's got a dent in it. Would you not be like, why was there a dent? Be like, oh, I used, I had weird reflexes and I managed to hold it up to stop this arrow from killing your physician, you fuckwit. I no, nah, I think he assumed nah. he dropped it and dented it, and that's why he's calling. There, me and there is idiot. no way that yeah. Merlin will talk back to Arthur. Merlin will not talk back to Uther for good reason. Also, the, no one would believe him if he said that. And yes. Gaius sure is going for bat. Gaius is not going to back that up. <laughs> but also, like, there was one booby trap. They don't mention the booby traps really. Like, hey, we need to watch this room. Listen, there was only literally, two literally traps. Uother walks Both in, Uther walks right up to the crypt, l- peers over, sees a dead guy, and goes, "What? What happened to him?" And guys is like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure he died to a booby trap." And Uther's like, "All right, seal this off." They, um, they must all be disarmed now. Yep. But seal also, every the, I really thought this episode was going to go in a different direction because, like, Gaius is like half distracted, like looking at trinkets and shit. Uther and Arthur seem like almost overly obsessed and before they're like ah he put a soul in a gem i really thought it was like maybe something like that but it entices the person to like want to touch it and they're all like obsessing over the treasure i thought that was the thought the the plot going forward but no completely off. no if there's one thing about merlin episodes that we've learned is that they have no substance to them they're <laughs> entirely surface level <laughs> they are very much just surface level the events in the episode happen and that's it and there's like no introspection no deeper meaning and no character overarching moments. plot character motivations can change on a whim yes um, and then basically Uther's like, ah, it's fine. Nothing will be go wrong. We're all going to go great. Arthur, you're in charge of making sure no one gets in here. And yep, that's, that's what happens. Uh, we then cut over to one of the miners in a bar recounting, um, the, the amazing crypt that he, uh, fortunately didn't die in, uh, to some random dude and talking about how cool this big ass gem was. Um, uh, at which point, uh, we are introduced to Cedric, um, who, uh, appears to be some sort of crafty thief as he is able to get some information out of this poor miner and also, um, bribe him, but not actually bribe him. Um, is that, is that theft at that point? Like, what point is, is it an accepted bribe into theft versus just, um, offering money and then taking it away? Uh, it's it's both bribery and theft. Bribery because he gave the man the money, relinquishing possession of it. it. Yeah, theft for stealing it back. It's and a good. good it's is, the perfect theft though, because who's going to go? Hey, yes. that man stole my bribe. Exactly. And there is no way other otherwise to be able to explain how you came across that like pouch of coins. Yeah, you're just a m- underground treasure digger miner for the king you don't you, have you probably you probably stole those coins from the from the crypt um, but yeah anyways cedric cedric now knows uh only arthur has the keys and the only person who has access to arthur um is merlin really can, uh, can so. i just say man the subtext there <laughs> like <laughs> Because we cut from that immediately to Arthur shirtless, like, 
putting something away in a cupboard. The only one who has access is Merlin. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, oh. show. Really got to reemphasize all those main selling points right away, including oh, Merther. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is this queer baiting? We'll never say. <laughs> Uh, We're a show from 2008. Of course not. Ooh. These are just Could strong be. male friendships. Yes. Right, boys? <laughs> uh, as we learned from the casting director, that's it. Just just strong male friendships. <laughs> Nothing else. Oh, my God. Hearing that casting director just describe. like <laughs> He's so big and, and he's so small and it works so well. <laughs> so creepy she's written fan fiction for this show oh 100 percent. she wrote merlin arthur fan fiction before they started the show and she went wait <laughs> what what's the show concept Listen, oh my god started, have you been she reading started, she started her casting career in a very different like avenue <laughs> oh my gosh uh, anyways uh let's get into merlin being bad at his job as cedric um will uh continually like just um throw it or like basically like cause mischief uh and make it seem like it's merlin's fault for the next little while um and starting off with uh undoing some something from the horse so that when merlin helps arthur onto his horse uh arthur falls off and look cedric's there to catch the horse and be a good person and gets invited to go and kill a boar for all of his things yeah that that happens um oh god the boar cg the boar CG is oh. beautiful. Uh, it, man, it looks like something out of a PS2 game. <laughs> no, I've seen but better looking PS2 games. There do, in fact, be a boar there. And uh, look, Cedric killed it, right, guys? Cedric killed the boar. Yes, um, Cedric the best character killed the boar. <laughs> Cedric the best character saw Arthur going to die at the hands of a ginormous, totally real boar. And threw his thing. Definitely wasn't cowering behind a tree. He, well, he killed the boar. Well, also, he threw the spear so hard to fully yes. impale the boar after Arthur's did nothing to it. He, he yeah. threw his spear so hard, almost like magic. <gasps> but it couldn't be magic. Oh my god, Definitely guys. I think not. Cedric's a wizard and he should be put to death. <laughs> How is yes. that not like their first thing where it's like, oh man, I saw that spear rise up. Like, no one touched it at Futhur. It must have been a wizard. <laughs> like, how is that? How do you go from this skinny fuck managed to do what Arthur couldn't? Uh, probably just a lot of adrenaline and a lot of uh, fear. <laughs> oh, shit, the prince is about to die. Uh, you're not really looking at anyone else at that point. Also, no one else. Like, one dude had, like, the actual boar hunting spear with the cross card. He doesn't try and step up and stab it. Yeah. Also, nah. for boar hunting, you're not supposed to throw the spears. You're supposed to let it charge on itself on the spear. Like, you're just supposed to brace the spear on the ground and hold it and hope. Yeah, because fucking, ugh. Oh, boars are crazy. That's why you need that cross yes. guard is they'll just run all the way through it. Yeah, they will just gore you if you don't, uh, like, brace. Gives you a really different perspective and respect for people who died boar hunting yeah <laughs> you're like oh died killing exactly. a pig and then you see a wild boar and you're like oh shit you you died fighting a monster um anyways um cedric is uh 
Cedric is thanked by Arthur and uh, wants a position in the royal in the royal court. Uh, and Arthur's like, "All right, we'll get that figured out for you. Don't you worry." Uh, and Merlin feeling sad because uh, Cedric seems to, you know, be be trying to step in and become uh, Arthur's new new servant. Uh, makes his way back to Gaius, who has been doing research on the tomb this entire time, and determined that it is Segan's uh, tomb, who was, as we've talked about, a powerful sorcerer. In fact, the most powerful sorcerer to have lived. Um, definitely haven't heard most powerful magical beings before, um, but this one, Segan is. Um, and yep, we have Gaius then make his way uh, over to tell Uther um, that, hey, uh, that, that tomb, it's Segan's tomb here. He, he really there's liked ravens. Whole... That hey, was the thing. There's Asian... a whole fucking legend about how he's going to bring ruin to us. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. remember how I told you last time, like, ancient curse downfall of camelot and you said that's bullshit and then it happened <laughs> this again you... but like maybe fucking listen to me in this time in a world where magic d- demonstrably does exist why would you put like why wouldn't you place any belief into curses david <laughs> i brought this up and you said he could tell them to fuck off because he killed all the dragons <laughs> I mean, yes. He did kill. He, could he did kill them. all the dragons. I just, I, ugh. it's like, uh I mean, people don't believe in vaccines, so I guess I can't get too angry about the unrealisticness of it because it's listen, very realistic. Like, listen, listen. Uther killed all the dragons. No magic can hurt him. Like, <laughs> no. But in in this world, David, this is like someone going super hard. Hey, we need vaccines. You all need to wear masks. Like. The virus will kill us, and it is evil. And then having a physician come up and say, "Hey, there's another virus around," and they're like, "No, it's not. You're lying. You're a fool." <laughs> but like repeatedly. Listen, listen, Uther is immunized against magic. It cannot hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh, I anyway. just want Uther to die so soon. <laughs> Oh man, speaking of wanting someone to die, I was really hoping Gaius was going to die within the first five minutes of the show. I thought it would be so funny for him to survive the season one finale and just immediately get get got. The actor decided, no, he actually did want to die. It would have been so funny. He didn't want to be the show anymore. I would have respected Merlin so much more as a TV show if they did that. But like, not even have it. Chaos. Not even have him die. Like, it's an off-screen death. They are burying guys in the opening of season two. Oh damn! Yeah, Gaius, old age. It happens. You know, he was an old, old man. Turns out he was a really bad court physician. <laughs> it's oh. Weird. He he. Like there was Could... a snake bite on him. And also, everything. yeah. Why is Gaius the one researching the genealogy? They literally had an entire dude about that last season. Yeah, Listen, but that, that actor was gone. getting too many appearances. Did they not want that actor to come back? Like that was his whole job. Was soon, to research. soon he'd be a series regular, and then his pay's got to go up. You know, it's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, can't have that. Anyways, Morgana, she's still here, and so is Gwen. Uh, Morgana's yep. still having nightmares. That's what uh, Morgana's doing this episode. As, again, we gotta reiterate character beats, and as they changed Morgana's beat from episode one for her being a very intelligent and, like, savvy woman to just, nope, being an emotional wreck that cries. <sighs> the oh, David, decimation of Morgana's tired. character <laughs> makes, <laughs> it infuriates me. 
Listen, magic. It it, it does things to a She better get like better or like what the fuck show? <laughs> I get that you're from two thousand eight, but come on. No, Dude. I think they're just gonna they're just gonna continue to mangle her character and then they're gonna have her turn evil. And it's gonna be she's gonna turn evil for some fucking bullshit dumb reason, like she's too emotional or some jaded shit she, like that. She cares about the druids too much. Oh, she turned against you she's, just because she couldn't handle it. She's just just a weak woman. Oh, you've chosen the magic over Camelot. I'll kill you, Morgana. Oh my god, oh. I'm so angry. She was such a good <laughs> character. I just I don't understand. That's um, all the screen. Anyways. That's also all she does this episode. She doesn't appear in the rest of yep. the episode. They literally yep. got her on just to make her cry in her nighty. <laughs> like, listen, no, no, no. She, she does come back. She does come back again, but it's also just to be fearful in front of Gaius. Like, it's just, it's insane. She, she is the afraid, pro- like, um, like prophecy giver. This episode. That is what her. That is what her role is. I just. It's just, like the opposite of a strong female character. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Cedric is still stepping in on Merlin as a servant. Um, and it's it. it yep, that's happening. Um, Cedric definitely wants the uh, wants the key, and but look, he's he's so much better as a servant than Merlin is. And this is definitely not gonna you know end poorly for everyone. We do have Morgana now doing bad, uh, doing doing more stuff on C- on uh, camera, uh, talking to talking to Gaius, uh, followed by uh, Cedric doing the most egregious thing this episode with him gassing Merlin and then releasing all of the horses. Yeah, oh, yeah. This, this was this is straight up crazy. This is another fucking... So not only does he make Merlin pass out, but he makes him pass out right in horse shit. And also, then... then lets the horse stampede. I'm shocked Merlin wasn't trampled to death. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it was really close. Uh, but, but yeah, um, Cedric's a psychopath, and it's fine. No, but then Arthur comes, and he's like, oh, sleeping on the job, are you, Merlin? And I'm like, no, because he fell asleep in horse shit. Like, lazy people aren't, like, do you <laughs> think he deliberately did that. that? He went to bed in horse shit. Like, he didn't even roll over. You can clearly see he's been lying down there the entire time. Like, are you fucking crazy? And and Merlin, having, I guess, no idea about what happened, uh, is just like, no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't asleep. And um, looking like he was drugged, because he definitely was. Um, doesn't realize that all the horses are gone uh, until Arthur points it out. Again, any uh, plot that relies on the characters being willfully dumb like this is stupid. And it's just, you could have written this in a way where it wasn't like this. This is just lazy writing. Yeah. Oh man, but, I, before we recorded, I said this was a good episode. Now I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figured so, I, I was so going to be what a, what angry a, about this. <laughs> What I'll, what I'll say though is Segan's at least pretty fun, um, and we're we're getting to that now. Um, Merlin's been semi relieved of his duties at least for the night. Uh, Cedric's gonna be Arthur's servant for the night and definitely not steal all the keys and go down to the vault to steal a bunch of shit. That's not happening. Um, and who would have guessed it? That's what happens. <laughs> uh. That's what happens. And you think Merlin Arthur's just furious inside like he's just like well <laughs> fuck me god damn um, this bullshit 
Cedric Cedric makes his way down into the vault, starts stealing shit, and then sees the massive fucking gem in the center of the uh, of of the uh, tomb and goes, "Oh shit, I want that!" Pries it out and um, releases the soul of Segan, who is still trapped in there. Um, and, Wait, did we talk uh, about Segan conquering mortality? Apparently, yeah, that happened. It's yeah. fine. But you gotta stay in a fucking gem the entire time and wait for someone to release you? That's not conquering mortality, my dude. <laughs> some some fool to, to... See, my thing is, if like if I'm robbing a tomb and there is a literal like candy dish full of what appears to be rubies, I'm just taking... You take all the small stuff. Why are you going for that big fuck-off gem? You take stuff that no one's going to notice are gone, and then you're fucking made, right? You also take a bunch of small things that you can carry on your person and sell as you need to, so you're not carrying around a lump sum of gold. Also, what fence is going to be able to pay you for that giant fuck-off gem? How the fuck is he going to fence that and not get caught? Like, he's going to go to the fucking uh, fucking, um, noble jewelers or something who's going to turn out to be Gwen's uncle who's going to die later this this season but then he's going to be like hey uh that's the big theme this season is slowly all of Gwen's family extended family is killed no we're just going to murder all of Gwen's father figures once one a season they're going to get killed that's why she cucks Arthur in the end Oh, you took all of my daddy, so now you don't get to be a daddy. <laughs> don't say it like that. Oh, no. Don't say it like that. <laughs> Anyways, Segan's here. Um, Why would you say it like that? Uh, <laughs> all my daddies. Oh. Uh, you heard me. I feel so dirty saying that. Uh. Uh. Um... Yeah, Cedric's been possessed. Um, they are able to, like, they. Fortunately, they find out pretty quickly that uh, the tomb has been robbed and notice that the gem is no longer glowing. Uh, after trying to figure out who could have come into the. Uh, who could have come and, like, stolen all of this shit, uh, they realized that, oh, look, there was only. Uh, the, the door was not forced open or anything like that. Um, there was only one person who had access to the keys outside of Arthur. That was Cedric that night. Hmm. Hmm. Sis, that's, I'm sure it's fine, though. Let's continue to trust Cedric. Yep. But hey. Um, Merlin then goes and tries to tell Arthur everything. And unfortunately goes way too far. If he just said, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure Cedric went and stole, like, robbed that grave. Um... That would have been a lot easier to prove than uh, Cedric's an evil sorcerer who has been possessed. <laughs> well, I don't think... I think when he got possessed, he left all the jewels, so he wouldn't have had taken anything, right? That's a fucking that's a fucking madman move by Segan. Can you imagine waking up in your own tomb and going, oh, sweet, look at all of my stuff. I want to take some of this. <laughs> I knew I knew I was right to be buried with this stuff. <laughs> They said I was foolish, that it wouldn't help me after death. <laughs> Little do they know I had conquered mortality. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, uh, that happens. Um, Merlin tries to prove that Cedric is evil by, by fighting him. When Arthur's like, hey, get the fuck out. Cedric, bring get Merlin out of here. Um, there's, there's a scuffle. That happens. Um, 
And yeah, Merlin's Merlin's uh, probably no longer Arthur's servant, and Cedric is now that job. Um, after this, uh, unfortunately, Cedric is no longer Cedric, uh, and Cedric is now Segan, and uh, begins uh, starting his like masterful plan to bring ruin to Camelot, mainly by bringing all the gargoyles to life uh, that are around the castle. Do you think after this, Uther's going to have, like, any statue in the kingdom just destroyed <laughs> on the off chance a sorcerer could bring them to life? No, knowing uh, their luck, they're going to fucking kill one. And it's going to have, like, a baby unicorn hiding in it or something. <laughs> in which case, Uther, I think, would then eat the unicorn. <laughs> he go, oh, delicacy. <laughs> would be the envy of all the kingdoms where a unicorn stays. They they didn't eat the unicorn when they killed that other one, so I don't think they eat unicorn because they're fools. I don't think they eat horse, <laughs> which is surprising because horse is I delicious. Eat, I would eat unicorn. Unicorn is probably the most delicious horse in the world. <laughs> it must be like the wagyu beef of horse, <laughs> like wagyu horse. <laughs> Oh man, there must be a horse that is tastier, right? Like, and there must be a horse that tastes so good. No, <sighs> not horseradish sauce, Google. Now I, I know really what I'm want asking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, while Charlie does Googling, um, and David episode, thinks about horse. <laughs> yeah. What Look, the, the gargoyles, they're coming, they're attacking. Of horse meat. Um,. Yeah, the the gargoyles start attacking the city. Uh, the city, and um, we have Arthur going out with the knights to try and uh, kill all the various spooky gargoyle uh, monsters. Uh, unfortunately, nothing seems to really be doing anything to them. Almost like they're made of stone, and weapons aren't going to work very well against them. Yeah. Uh, so Merlin's like, "Oh no! What are we going to do? I know." I'll go talk to the dragon. Or, well, Gaius well, is no, like, hey, Gaius, go talk to the dragon. Ga- Gaius is like, hey, um, you, you gotta go talk to the dragon. Merlin's like, what? I never told you that I went and talked to a dragon. And Gaius was like, he's a magical being. You're a magical being. You guys were gonna meet. It was well, gonna also, happen. I think it's more like you all the time bring a torch with you to the bowels of Camelot. Do you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> like... <laughs> There's, like, one Uh, staircase that leads down to the caves. uh, So, yeah, Merlin begrudgingly goes and meets the dragon. Uh, The dragon, surprisingly, um, meets with Merlin, um, mainly because I guess he's probably pretty fucking lonely um, and knows he can get something out of this. Uh, And uh, does eventually help Merlin, uh, giving him what I guess, with how they describe it here, is probably, like, an 8th or ninth level spell. Um, with so few people knowing the spell in the, in all the kingdom, um, and all that all that uh, Merlin needs to give up in return is the a promise to free the dragon at some later time. Um, which, eh, you know, it's fine. He'll free the dragon, and then Uther will kill him because Uther has killed all of the dragons, <laughs> except for the one in his basement. Except for the one in his basement, which he's leaving for target practice one day. <laughs> You think Uther just gets drunk and goes down there with a crossbow sometimes and is like, I'll get you this time. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Uther I don't think Uther has thought of the dragon since he chained it up there. I think he forgot about it. Like fucking I wouldn't not- you though? Would I you just- not be like, hmm, all these magical events keep trying to kill me? 
Maybe I, I should go down and kill that I, fucking dragon. The more we see of Uther, the more I think he got, went into a fucking drunken bender that after his wife died, came out of it, and Gaius was like, Sir, we've killed all of the magic users and the dragons. And You're Uther king went, now. Uther just went, uh, yes, yes, that's what I asked. <laughs> this is what, this is what I wanted. <laughs> he's doubling down on a blackout. <laughs> I uh, must have... Th- yeah, yes, yes, kill all the magic users. Uh, but yeah, uh, Merlin goes down and sees the dragon, and the dragon's like, sup, bitch? Not last episode, you said I was never going to see you again. Good to know the writers can leave that plot point dangling. Um, And is like, yeah, I guess I'll help Camelot not be destroyed, but you have to promise to let me out at some point. Haha, fuck you. You're bound by this promise, I guess. Now let me breathe my stinky dragon breath on you. <laughs> In totally not a... When did Skyrim come out? Uh, 2012, I thought, originally? Wasn't it then? Came out in 2011. high school 2011. Yeah, okay. So Skyrim okay. ripped Merlin off. Yes. On dragons... It's sponging something. Breathing knowledge. Yeah, breathing knowledge out for a chosen person to, to read. Um, Merlin gets a very powerful spell, I guess. I'm sure he'll use it again someday. Um, has, uh, oh, we see Gwen save Arthur's life, like, twice as they, they push this romance further. Yep. I'm sure it'll totally come to fruition this season. And won't be interrupted by Lancelot. Boy, he danced a lot coming back. Uh... Uh, we get Segan and Merlin um, with their semi-fight scene. Um, well, I... And really, it's just Segan trying to like recruit Merlin because he realizes that Merlin's actually pretty fucking powerful. Um, <laughs> and I, I really like... So here's what I'll say. I really like that all of the magic users, upon realizing that Merlin is a magic user and knowing that he's with the kingdom, immediately try to recruit him. Like They're like, hey, I don't care what you've been in the past. Come join us. Please, we need more. Like, just, just come on over. But, yeah, no. So Merlin rejects for, like, the, like, fourth or fifth time in the show, I think, so far, uh, the offer to rule as a magic user um, with someone way more powerful. Um, and Merlin just needs uh, to go crazy and can... take over Camelot at this point. Like, come on. <laughs> If this was if this was a D and D campaign, um, and any one of us was controlling Merlin, Merlin would already be in control. Like it would have happened. We would have been like, no, the first time, and then the second time would have been like, yeah, I they, they, I, I gave them one chance. Merlin would have freed the dragon already if you guys <laughs> controlled him. Dragon would be like, I've oh. been imprisoned here for a hundred years, and we'd be like, do you want to be free? We'll let you out. That Uther guy seems like a bit <laughs> of a dick. Yeah, it's like, the, oh, the dragon down? doesn't seem the dragon doesn't seem to be hurting anyone. What what harm could come from from releasing this dragon? I'm sure we'll go fine. <laughs> uh, um. Anyways, Segan decides uh, that instead of like killing Merlin, he's just gonna like send his soul over to Merlin and take over Merlin's body because Merlin has magic and Segan wants more magic. Um. And yeah, fortunately, Merlin starts that cool spell that he had, um, but can't get it off before Segan infects his body. And look, he's gonna die. Oh no! 
But oh, wait, uh, no. Gaius comes out, and through the fog we see Merlin, and then Merlin smiles, and you hear triumphant music, and he holds up the gem, and look, he won. Yeah, he put him back in the in the gem, which means, I think what that means is that Merlin just got the ability to transfer a soul, like the the soul that is occupying the body, into an object. Like I'm pretty sure that's what Merlin's spell was, right? I'm surprised that isn't a bigger deal that Merlin has defeated mortality. Yeah, <laughs> like. Literally, I'm pretty sure the gra- the dragon just gave Merlin the ability to transfer his soul into an inanimate object to like survive, which is is Merlin so a fucked. lich? Is Merlin a <laughs> lich and a warlock? I mean, technically, technically. Merlin is now a warlock by D and D rules because he got power from a powerful patron. Are yeah, you fucking kidding me. Oh. Cornelius Saigon was the greatest sorcerer Camelot has ever known. List of appearances. One, the curse of Cornelius Saigon. (laughs) (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? It's just, again, all surface level, my dude. What happens is what happens. I'm the greatest sorcerer ever. I am around for one episode. It's it's a real shame because they could have made Segan into a really cool, like, three to four episode, like, Trying villain? to like ruin Camelot in like yeah, a like, bunch of interesting ways, mini- and well, just had I, to be the shadowy background figure for an episode or two. So I'm he could have been Nimue. He could have been New yes. Nimue. He could have been. He could have been New Nimue. I'm assuming uh, Mackenzie Crook might have been too. Ex- I oh, mean, probably, definitely. but also his whole thing is he possesses other people. You don't need yeah. to get Mackenzie Cook back. Just like have the gem fall into hands of a new guest actor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but anyways, everything's everything's fine. Oh, they seal back up the tomb. Fucking Uther scene at the end, uh, where guys is like, "Hey, remember how I warned you about that fucking curse, and I was right? Want to talk about that?" Uther's like, "Yeah, I was a hundred percent correct. We need to eradicate anyone who's ever done magic or thought about it, possibly." I yep, mean, that is the takeaway. What a thing to double down on. I'm for it. I'm 100% pro Uther. I'm like, Uther, are you on like, methamphetamines at breakfast? Like, what the fuck? Uh, Uther's, Uther, Uther started drinking again a little bit, and Bender 2 is starting to take over. Um, this is fucking dedication to it where you're like, ah, my kingdom could have died again. Well, time to go do a purge 2.0. Kill more magic users. Yeah. And then we, Arthur... we must we must expand our lands so that we can kill all of their magic users. Arthur rehires Merlin by tossing all of his armor at Merlin, going, "Clean it, you little bitch." Yep. And then that's the end of the episode. Yay! Oh, we didn't talk oh. about the super queer bait scene where Merlin comes back after sleeping in horseshit, and Gaius is like washing his face. He's like, I'll ever do everything is for Arthur, and he doesn't even know who I am. When can I let him see me for who I really am? Uh. And Gaius is like washing his hair. He's like, Thune, Thune, he'll love you. <laughs> why did you make? Why did you give Gaius this lisp? Because in the fan fiction, it's a female self insert because they're all <laughs> horny. And why? Of course. And want gay best friends, even though they live in the Midwest of the United States. Oh and all, their, all the gay people are closeted because the girls' dads are preachers and they would burn them. 
I don't know. All, all right. Tired. It sounds Anyways. like it. Anyways, fun. Charlie said some things. Fun fantasy fact. The fun uh, mythological fantasy fact of this episode is about gargoyles. So um, gargoyles themselves, uh, as an uh, architectural thing, were actually usually water spouts or uh, like rain gutters, essentially. Uh, they were put up on the side of castles or of cathedrals, and they would spew water out as like just like uh, what are those called on your house? Um, oh God, what's uh, just water spouts essentially to make sure water doesn't get up there and melt through all of the fucking motor or motor and like get rid of your bricks. Um, they were originally very pipe-like. And they would just add animal features onto them, because, like, why not? If you need to build those, why not make them pretty or make them look interesting? And they got uh, more and more popular until people started just putting them up as decoration rather than as actual functional water spouts. And they got more and more elaborate until you got into the image of the perched gargoyle that you see nowadays. Those are technically not actually gargoyles, as they're not functional water spouts, but are grotesques which is uh, the architectural term for them. Oh, yeah. I remember there being a difference. Yep. Um, Eventually, they started being turned into monsters. I think one of the big ones that originally did it was a short pulp fiction in 1932 about two gargoyles that come to life and kill people in a town. Um, And then they started getting more popular. The thing that really brought them into, like, more popularity would have been a Doctor Who episode, The Demons in Uh. 1971. I think would be the thing that made them really popular. And then they got even more popular through Ghostbusters and like the Gargoyles uh, cartoon. Um, since then, they've become staples in D&D. But uh, they're really not one of the old mythological creatures. Like Gargoyles were being used as an architectural sense um, all the way to the ancient Egyptians and Greeks. But as a monster, they're a much more modern mythological creature. That was actually a very fun mythological fact. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. Hey, Nick, where is the... Oh, just just you wait, guys. You want to know where the observer is? Bang. Oh, no. Fucking send the message. There it goes. Oh, no, Fucking I'm scared when he sends... Observer? When he sends... The observer is in the gem. I... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm like three episodes behind on the Photoshop as well. <laughs> oh, I haven't put out like three episodes worth of Photoshops. I need to finish season one. I'll do that in a batch this oh, weekend. No. Oh, sorry, David. <laughs> oh. Well, I but yes, think... the Observer is in the gem after Merlin recaptured Segan and put him in a gem. The, oh. the Observer also got trapped there. Um, okay. David can decide if it's canon that the Observer lives there now and is no longer found in, in I did. I did crop the Observer trapped in those magic runes, and I haven't got the chance to use that. So... Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe that'll be poorly photoshopped in, and I like it. Uh, episode ratings. What did we think about this episode? Uh, um, after shitting on it for that long, I still thought this was a fun episode. I'm going to give this one a three and a half. Uh, I like fun episode, had its problems, um, still upset with like, you know, it, it, I think that our points about what they've done to Morga- Morgana are incredibly valid. And it's just like, you, you've ruined a character and they've, they've done it again in this episode. Um, but I do like the, the way that they've started off this season. It was fun. Um, has its frustrating moments but overall fun episode so three and a half um yeah i would mostly agree with that i think it's lower than that i think it's a three but 
Uh, it's both unfortunate and fortunate that I think this is just baseline Merlin. And I think they just have made Morgana a bad character. And we just have to come to terms <laughs> with that at this point. Like, <laughs> it's unfortunately no longer a detriment. It's just who she is. And if they do a better job with her, I guess that's gonna, that'll be a positive. Which is very depressing to think about, but all right. Considering how well it started. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, Nick. You gave it a three and a half. David, yep. you're giving it a three? Yep. Yeah. I will double up on the three. Um, yeah, it like it wasn't great, but it it's a good season premiere because it, it really hammers home those those tried and true Merlin tropes of Uther's fanatical. Like, you get the character beats pretty strongly for everyone in this episode including Gwen weirdly like again Morgana is the one character lacking this episode but I think that's going to be a product of they don't know what to do with her character right now it it would be my bet in the writer's room at this point in time is they don't know what they're doing with her or they know what they want to do with her but they don't know how to get there the Daenerys problem I see yeah so they're gonna they're gonna hold off I imagine we're gonna have some Gwen or Morgana light for the next couple weeks and then all of a sudden it's going to go Morgana up to 11 and it's not going to yeah. go well. I can't wait for the uh, John Hurt Dragon to destroy the throne of Camelot after Morgana's <laughs> stabbed in the chest. Oh, God. Uh, uh, oh, I have more stuff to go over. Let me pull up the IMDb. Uh, this uh, episode got a 7.8 on IMDb. Oh, yeah. So... One of the few episodes that's actually below an eight overall, uh, just kind of surprising. Uh, and then was watched by five point seven seven million UK viewers on premiere, which is down by like half a million from the season one finale. Damn. So, uh, uh, it did get seven point two million on its repeat, so mm. it like went up on the repeat. It might have yeah, just had a was... bad first showing, or it might have done an early episode premiere. Maybe. It was a Saturday premiere, and then a Sunday repeat, and the Sunday repeat got more. So. Interesting. It might be competing against better stuff. Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who was a, sat- was a Saturday yeah. BBC show, right? I have no idea. I did yeah. not watch Doctor Who as it was airing until like yeah. season 12. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Our kill count for this episode, because we still got that going. Merlin killed uh, Saigon and a gargoyle. Uh, oh, Arthur, he did explode a gargoyle. Um, Arthur killed nobody. So currently, Merlin man. has killed a named character and a beast, and Arthur has killed nobody. Excuse you're You're missing one more Merlin kill this episode. What else did Merlin kill this episode? Merlin fucking murdered that boar. Cedric might have taken credit for it, but Merlin murdered the shit out of that boar. This kill count is uh, not accurate, then. We've already talked about how inaccurate that kill count is. Well, they get inaccurate at, like, some bandits, but it's pretty accurate. I want to count bodies. That is one one episode out of 13 in season one. Go frame by frame and count bodies. Listen, David... David, David, a unit, a unit of bodies is some bandits. You just have to learn to accept that some bandits is a unit. Yeah. Some bandits is less than a lot of bandits, but it's more than a few bandits. Oh, man. And is much greater than one bandit. I want McDonald's. Go, go get McDonald's. We're, yeah. we're through the episode. Charlie, you're get an, us out of here. You're an adult. <laughs> uh, am I? Am I, though, Charlie? 
You can do what you want, just like our audience can go on any of their podcatching service of choice and give us five stars because they enjoyed this episode so goddamn much, including the fucking half hour of ranting at the beginning. But hey, like we said, we haven't recorded in a bit, so it was it was we had a lot to catch up on. Uh, if you want to hear us delve into Merlin season two more, because this is just episode one and we have 13 more, 12 more episodes to go. Uh, be sure to follow us on any of those podcasting services or subscribe or RSS feed. If you still do that, or if you know what an RSS feed is, uh, hi, other old person, um, <laughs> tell your friends about us. Cause Hey, perfect time to jump in season two of an episode of a show. Why not jump in at season two? Um, if you want to listen to our old stuff, we did five seasons of fringe. Go back and listen to all of those, especially, uh, over there where under the stair, our best episode ever. Um, and uh yeah i think that follow us on twitter at forsaf email us forsaf at gmail.com send us your fan fiction i'll read it live by myself in a dark room if that's what you want <laughs> why a dark room i don't know it's an audio recording so they won't know either way but like i promise i'll have the lights off it's ambiance and he'll be naked the, of course well, obviously that's, that's just for me that's just for me that's not for them that's, that's for an me. always thing when yeah Charlie's i'm recording. naked right now Ah, well, I'll leave you on that note. <laughs> outro. Our intro and outro music is The Butterfly, Kid on the Mountain by Slunchin. I, uh, I really tried on that pronunciation. I don't think it's correct, but that's what YouTube tells me. 